Yo, what's up, dude? John. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? Good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's really warm in my van, but I, I actually have goosebumps right now because I literally just watched your send footage. <laughs> I went back to uh, to read your Instagram post again before hopping on the call here, and I just saw that you had posted your uncut send footage. And God, your reaction when you latched that final hold is just one of those moments that, like, I got shivers over my my entire body. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so sick, yeah. I uh, thanks, dude. Congratulations, man. Thanks. Yeah, it's... that means a lot. I mean, it's like. It was kind of a big deal for me <laughs> on my journey. I mean, I don't know what U15 means to people anymore, but to me, it was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it ties right into uh, everything we talked about in our first conversation. So I, I'd love to just jump right into it. Yeah, you got to cross a pretty big thing off your to-do list about a week ago. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> It was a very big to-do uh, check mark, but, you know... It's also like a path, a step along the journey, you know, like mm. it's just, it's a big deal for me, but it's also not like, I'm not going to retire, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it would be, that would be kind of sick actually if I was just like, yeah, I'm out and then I was just like done forever. But no, it's not, that's not what happens in this world of climbing. I don't think, I mean, it's just like, now that just validated to me that like, you know, what I learned from the process and like what I, uh, you know, gain from the experience is something I can just apply to all my other climbing that I'm going to be doing, you know? Mm. Yeah. I would, I would love to dive into the headspace of it. Like what it's done for your, I guess, self image as a climber. That's something that we talked about, you know, you're six, three, 190 pounds and have really wrestled with like, is V15 even possible for someone my size? There's so few examples out there of, uh, of people that have done that. I mean, you're really you're really representing for the big guys <laughs> with, with this yeah. ascent. <laughs> so cool. I wrote a uh, I wrote an article for La Sportiva a long time ago called How to Climb B15. And it was like <laughs> kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, like, you know, I probably could, but I'm writing this article kind of jokingly, but also I'm really serious and trying it. And, you know, I think it is possible. And that journey from from deciding that I wanted to try and do it to achieving it is is a was a pretty crazy ride honestly mm. but like also like you're saying like you know guys my size uh you know don't really climb b15 not that I know of at least I mean I would love to meet someone who you know ha has checked the 190 pound box and climbed that hard so Come one, come all. I want to hear about it. <laughs> Hell <But> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you wouldn't believe how many DMs I got when I posted that that um, Instagram post and then also the video and stuff on, on, on social. Like, I must have gotten 50 DMs from big climbers, you know, 180 plus pound guys from all over the world that were just like, Oh my God, it's possible, dude. Like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm like, some people are like, I'm six foot seven. I weigh 210 pounds. Do you think it's possible? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> but, You're I next. Mean, it is like cool to hear from people that, you know, are like, oh man, maybe like I can <laughs> climb a little harder than I thought I could. And that's what I, that's what I want people to think, you know, coming away from all this. That is awesome. 
That is so yeah. awesome. I mean, so I recently, I don't know if you've seen this and, and no worries if you haven't, but I recently posted a solo episode about my journey with uh, really like aggressively losing weight to try to climb harder at Smith. And then, you know, getting back up to like the heaviest I've ever been in my adult life. Now I'm at 165 and just trying to kind of relearn relearn how to climb in a body that feels different than it has in the past. But also more than anything, it's like finding that belief again, you know, I can, yeah. but trying to, trying to find a, um, an example or, or just this belief that I can have in myself that I can climb harder than I did when I was 25 pounds lighter in this new body. And that belief is starting to come, but it's taken years. But after that, I got a lot of messages too. And one of the ones that really stood out to me, uh, I think it was from uh, Gunter was his name. And I apologize, Gunter, if I'm, getting, if I'm getting that wrong. It's been a while since I looked at the email. But this guy reached out, you know, and he's like 200 pounds. And he's like, hey, awesome story. I appreciate you sharing that. But it's so interesting to hear you and guys like Dave McLeod talk about how big you are. You know, you're 165 and Dave's like 145 or 150. And uh, it's weird to hear that as a guy that's 200 pounds trying to figure out like how to be a climber in this world where all the examples of, of strong climbers are pretty small people. And it's just was this funny moment where I was like, wow, that's so obvious, but I never stopped to think about that. Like, what would it be like <laughs> if you're six, three or however tall, 190, 200 pounds? Like, what would that be like? <laughs> It'd probably be pretty yeah. weird to hear a guy like me talk about, like, wrestling with being, quote, heavy <laughs> at 165. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different game. I mean, yeah. to be fair, like, the big caveat here is that, like, I didn't just, like, show up and, you know, I'm the size that I am and I just, like, threw down B15. Like, there's a <laughs> lot more to that puzzle than just, like, sending, you know? Of course. Like, I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, wow, you made it look so easy, like, in the video. Like, that's so cool. You know, how did you just, like, floated it? You could definitely call on B16, like, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I guess. You're like, just you let me see. celebrate, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, also like, yeah, that's the problem with send footy is like, it always looks like you're just floating it. But yeah, like I'm, I'm putting together a video now that I, I shot of like, uh, you know, the whole experience and, and everything. And it's, I think it'll show kind of like the effort that went into it a little bit more than just like, you know, cruising the send. Oh, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been climbing for 27 years. I didn't just like start climbing. So yeah. I think I, <laughs> I have evolved a lot as a climber in the past I would say five or six years just from training specifically. Like, I mean, that, that evolution as a climber was pretty, you know, I was learning technique and I was getting better at, you know, different things here and there, but it wasn't like the monumental step that training kind of helped facilitate in, you know, the past six, seven years or so. Hmm. So like, that was like a huge shift for me. And then I like, I mean, I was like the type of climber that would just, you know, want to go and climb every single boulder up to, I don't know, V13 or so. And I wanted to do every climb of every, um, you know, size and shape and style and, you know, morpho or not, I wanted to do all of them because I felt like, you know, I needed to kind of prove myself as a big guy that I could like crimp with the best of them and like, mm. you know, squeeze and do all the different techniques that everybody, you know, kind of, rags on you for when you're a big guy because you know like taylor mcneil always talks about tall not strong and <laughs> you know that might be true for some people for sure i think that applies to like you know a, a, a group of you know 
newer climbers that, you know, can, yes, reach through some cruxes or can, you know, stay static when other people are jumping or whatever. And that is great. But that doesn't really apply to hard bouldering and hard bouldering volume at all. Hmm. So that's like really different mindset. Like you can't like fake your way through, you know, like these crimp lines in Rocky Mountain National Park or, you know, like going to Rocklands and like, you know, doing the classics or whatever it is, you know, like you just can't fake it as a big climber. Like you, if you're, if you're big and you want to climb hard, you, you kind of need to like sample the the whole collection of climbs out there so that you can get better at climbing in a small box and, you know, using your technique to your advantage when it matters, but also like, you know, just getting strong. Like you got to be a little bit stronger. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. Yeah. That I I would love to share more of that as far as just context goes. I'd love to hear, do you remember how old you were or or how long ago it was that you did your first, uh, let's say V13? Um, so I think it was, I'm going to pull up my 8 right now because I can tell you exactly. But it was, um, <laughs> nice. it was, uh, I think there were really huge moments in my climbing life that kind of have been stepping stones for my progression and also my, you know, self-confidence as a climber. Um, but like, I, I think at the very beginning when I, I climbed, uh, the shield when I was, you know, just like starting to become a pro climber, which is, you know, Little Rock City, it's a V12. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of the most beautiful, perfect climbs in the world. And I remember at the time when I did it, like, you know, there was like a write up in the magazine about me. And like, I was on like, I was in some like web articles and stuff. And it was just like, oh, wow. Like people actually noticed that I climbed this thing. I think I got like the third ascent or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was just like, amazing because i was like i can't believe this is like possible for me because i you know i didn't think it really was um but like you know when i did the shield i was like okay this is like a huge moment when people notice what i'm doing and like are giving me credit for you know sending and i guess like that was not the very first v12 i ever did i think the first 12 i ever did ever did was this thing called cinderella sit in 2007 i guess um, and then I did a few other like, you know, things along the way locally in, in Boone in North Carolina, but it was all like, you know, stuff that nobody heard of. I hadn't like, you know, proven myself against the other pro climbers out there, but the shield was just like this huge moment. So okay. that was really cool. But then like, I, you know, I knew I could like level up for sure. And I went to, uh, I went to the Holy Boulders, um, the So Ill Boulders with like Jimmy Webb, Brian Boges, Nate Drawn. Um, some other people and we just like rampaged around um the holy boulders and i i did the um i did an ascent of the new zero that um jason kill problem from like way back in the day Mm. um that was in 2009 so like that was the first like v13 i ever did and i was like i was like whoa like okay it's definitely like a thing that i can do you know (laughs) and it just kind of like it just opened my eyes even further to what was possible and you know, then like, I just focused on like trying to do every boulder that I came across that was inspiring to me. And sometimes, you know, it was, you know, really hard stuff in the 13, 14 range. Sometimes it was, you know, V11s or V10s that I thought were like, you know, mega classics that like just had to be done. Cause I think that's, I mean, that's part of like the bouldering journey is like climbing the best boulders because of the best boulders, because they're the most beautiful, like mm. they have the most you know, uh, 
prestige and and they're you know considered to be you know some of the best lines so i mean that that is like a really important you know, path as you you know start to become a, a more well-versed boulder yeah yeah so your first v13 about 12 years ago that's yeah that's that's super cool how many 12s and 13s have you done at this point do you think um i can tell you exactly yeah <laughs> i love it I'm, I mean, the, I, I'm the same way i track everything yeah, I mean, I, I probably, well, I mean, also, this is super subjective, because, like, you know, what what is a bouldering grade? I mean, it's, it's so different for everybody, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I've probably done, you know, over 70 V12s and over 30 V13s. So, like, 100, 100 climbs over a V12, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, like, some of those, for me, were probably a little easier, and some of them were like well, you know, fought for, and like were mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like a lot of people have asked me, "Oh, wow, you haven't climbed like a lot of V14s. Like, you know, is this is the nest like a really big level up for you?" And I'm like, "Well, it is a level up for me for sure, but I've definitely tried way harder on you know other climbs. But there's so much that goes into like trying hard on something that I think a lot of people don't uh, take into consideration, mm -hmm. like." You know, if V10 is your your grade that you're climbing, and maybe you're projecting like V12s when you're really fit, for example, and you climb on a V10 when you're not fit, you could put a huge amount of effort into that V10 because you are sucking at that moment. <laughs> and sure. if you go and you try and send that V10, it's probably going to feel really hard for you, and you're going to send it, and then you're going to be like, "Wow, that was really hard." Like, oh, maybe it's like an 11, but in reality, like maybe you're not fit. Maybe you're like <laughs> mentally tired. Maybe you climbed like the day before. Like, who knows? There's so much that goes into like the grade and how it felt for you in that moment. Yeah, that's like really hard subjectively to to put into context and to compare to other climbs and other experiences. Because for yourself, like your own experience is going to be different from your other experiences with other climbs. So, like, you know, to compare yourself and your experiences with those climbs to other people and their experiences at their time on that climb is like even harder mm -hmm. and there's so much ego that goes into grading and downgrading and upgrading and like all the things that you know go into it it's really hard to just analyze the numbers on 8a you know like <laughs> you can't just like look at like a, an 8a cl a climb on 8a and be like oh wow like these five people gave it you know soft for the grade and these five people gave it hard and you know these 25 other people said you know middle of the road like for me when I go on 8A and like post a, a send and like put it in my logbook, I'm not like, I'm not there to like make a comment on the grade really. I just try and find the like middle ground and, and just stick to the grade because I have no idea how it relates to everyone else's experience and also, you know, my own personal experience with that grade. Yeah. Like it's always changing. I'm always getting better as a climber, I'm getting smarter. I'm like, not sure if I'm at peak, you know, fitness for that moment for that sense. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's so like, grades are so subjective. And I've, I've gotten like more and more motivated by lines rather than grades recently, because like, I'm going to climb on the best looking stuff, no matter what, first and foremost, it just so happens that the nest is like a big, you know, space for me that i wanted to achieve something really hard that i was really proud of on like the best of the best you mm -hmm. know what i mean like mm -hmm. i don't want to like go and like <laughs> try some like crappy v15 that's gonna like 
be a horrible experience because it's like razor crimps on like an overhanging wall that I can only try twice a day or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's just not the experience I wanted. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's amazing, man. So, of course, we've been talking about uh, your ascent of the nest this whole time, V15 in, in Red Rocks. And uh, I'd love to hear how you trained for it, actually. You know, in our last conversation, we really geeked out about your training, about your approach to hangboarding and moonboarding in particular, and these uh, six-week wa- six training blocks that you do. And uh, it sounds like, it's, it's funny, right after that, I guess, is when you really started uh, putting your head down. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow-up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing, or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. $5 per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future. As long as you are a member, you'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast. Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, Thank you for listening, and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. It truly helps, and I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time. Like we do it.